0: This week on Imagine the Podcast, Ant Man deserves more PIM particles at the box office. We interview Ryan Jones, um, designer of Pie in the Sky, a mobile game. And the Netflix Wheel of Death is back.
1: We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon the arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I think something is happening.
2: flying
1: saucers have invaded our planet people of earth attention it's the invasion of the podcast. podcast the whole world is under attack can it survive all right and welcome to the vision of the podcast uh Taking over the world one listener at a time. I'm going to try that as our new, our new intro, as Noble. opposed to we Cleveland to today. Tonight. Tomorrow, Tomorrow who, knows? who knows? Yeah. Taking over the world one listener at a time. I am uh, Paul Stedman. Uh, no fancy middle name this week. And to my left is Joe. Always fancy middle name, Peters. Yes. So um, we got a lot to get into. We got some really good stuff coming up. So
0: let's just jump right into it. News team, assemble! some cool local news. Um, one of my friends uh, who used to live up here, uh, he kind of brought this this news to my attention. Um, a Kent State graduate was uh, a winner of a contest with Adobe and Marvel um, and he basically won a contest with a bunch of other uh, graduate students across the country to draw a Marvel Origins book. Um, which Marvel is put? I guess I think Marvel put it out for free digitally with Adobe, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, because I was able. I know I you you showed me the, the story, and you're able to yeah. go online and, and read it all because I know it's them and a number of different students that they're trying to, to give them a chance. Yeah, to, to break in.
0: Uh, but his name's Chad Lewis. Uh, he's a graduate student of uh, visual uh, communication design, um, and he did uh, the origin piece for Thor in a new Avengers comic. Um, it was written by Carl Castle. And uh, this is kind of cool. Um, Do they, we know if the writers were also college students or is it just the artists? I think it was just the artists because uh, I think the portfolios had to be submitted. And then he actually went out to San Diego Comic-Con uh, to sit with Marvel um, and talk to them about um, like his portfolio, You know what he's going to be doing. Like he was sitting with the Watcher. Yeah. The Beyonder was there. Yeah. <laughs> they were all kind of like Galactus' hand. <laughs>
1: So yeah, no, it looks cool, like um, I it, it's a really good opportunity. Um, I did check out the panels. Like this person, they already have a, a really distinct art style. Mm-hmm. I dig it. And uh, I mean, if only if only there was that kind of opportunity when I was a little younger and understood the computers. Like it's it's awesome, and the fact that it's a local Ohio kid too, that's even better. Oh yeah,
0: and um, we'll post the link up for uh, the issue's free uh, to read. Um, so we'll post the link up on the Facebook page, um, Invasion of the Podcast on Facebook. Uh, so you guys, I'll tweet. I'll try and tweet it out too, because um, there's going to be a lot of stuff from this episode. I think we're going to be tweeting out, so just kind of pay attention a little bit. But uh, you guys can check it out. And yeah, pay can. attention. There'll be a test later. Yes, uh, so. and you can uh, you can see uh, you know support uh, one of uh, Kent State graduates uh, working for Marvel. Yeah,
1: that's that's cool. Um, so going from from Thor, we now go to uh, Ant Man. Um,
0: you know, small in stature, still big in might, I guess. Yeah. Um, ant-man came out this week um and like i, I don't want to get in too much into it because I, I i know like a lot of people that listen to the cast they're not always out at the the movies right away so we we'll not to do any spoilers or anything i'm not going to talk about any of the uh, um things about it, but Spoiler! i will say Spoiler. this one thing is he can shrink to the size of an ant so. yes that does happen um it was amazing it was shocking when it happened but no, I've told a lot of people. Everybody that I, I know who has seen it, they fell in love with it. And, you know, I've gone and there's usually a group of guys that I go uh, with to some of the Marvel movies from work. Like, we always make it a point to kind of hit up, like, a Sunday showing and, um, you know, see the Avengers. We saw Thor 2. We saw Iron Man 3. Like, you know. And... Uh, Everybody loved it this time. Usually there's always the one guy in the crowd. He's kind of like, eh, I don't know. It was okay. It was good. It was cool. But he's just kind of, eh. Everybody was super excited about it after they saw it. They loved it. They thought it was funny. And I enjoyed it too. Okay. I did not know that you no, no, had a no, no. chance to see it. Yeah. I did see it on Sunday. Um, and like, uh, I think there's two parts to There's two sides of the coin with Ant Man for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the one side, which is why I think everybody loves it, is it's very refreshing. It has an Iron Man one feel to it in terms of it's it's re almost i don't want to say reinventing the superhero movie but everybody has been jaded and just exposed to this massive superhero universe whether it's through agents of shield on tv or the avengers with this giant mashup of you know these epic fights but you get you get a guy like ant-man who's very little known to most of the public and then <laughs> is that a pun <laughs> very very little known very little known very little known and uh he you you write a good story around his character and you also make it not on an epic scale like they do with the avengers or thor 2 and stuff like that you have a good story and it was fun and entertaining there were there were a lot of laughs it had some heart and it was just cool to watch a superhero movie again and not be in this giant universe of a Hulkbuster and the Hulk throwing down.
1: Yeah, and 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 so um, I was able to see it on Sunday as well. I I made the joke that it didn't feel appropriate to pay full price for a ticket for Ant-Man, not because I didn't think it deserved it because it deserves the money, but the idea of paying a smaller ticket price for Ant-Man seemed very appropriate. Um, It's... it was nice in the sense that, that Joe's right that it didn't have to be like you have to have all this like other homework coming into it. Right. And There's nods, but it isn't like, well, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? Right. And Even I feel like they had to kind of have to shorn in and kind of wink at the camera and let you know, oh, by the way, this is all going on at the same time. It's like yeah. it doesn't have to do that. It still makes me wonder, though, what Edgar Wright
0: would have done with it. I, the whole time I was watching that movie, even though I loved it, I was sitting there going like, "What would Edgar Wright do?" Not that that not not that uh, that, you know, that uh, Peyton Reed is it Peyton Reed? I think yeah, Peyton Reed. I think not that he did a he did a bad job. No, it was it but, was it
1: was a fun movie, and I would recommend it. Like I said to Joe, it's just right behind Guardians for me for
0: like yeah. fun. Yeah, definitely up there in the top echelon of Marvel movies. Um, Guardians is a good like for me. I enjoyed Guardians more, um, but even Guardians had like a higher scale to it. You know, with like the cosmic. and stuff like that Um, and there were more characters in Guardians 2 so it was an ensemble this wasn't as much of an ensemble as like Guardians and Avengers but then the other side of that coin like I was talking about every time now from you know ever since I think uh, um, Avengers 1 when you sit down in a Marvel movie whether it's Captain America 2 Thor 2 Iron Man 3 or Avengers 2 you're sitting there thinking like this is going to be epic and Like, on a whole nother scale, and, like, my expectation was set at that level, like, when when Captain America 2 came out, and you had, like, so many different, you know, characters in that with, you know, Cap, Bucky, Black Widow, Falcon, um, you know, and then you had, like, the whole, like, you know, story with Hydra, and it's like, you kind of were almost expecting that world to be a bigger piece. They do have little tiny bits of that world that pop up in the movie, but not... Uh, th- not in any way do any of them overshadow or become like an essential piece of the movie, which is what was awesome about it. I liked that it was a caper movie. I yeah. thought that was really clever. Like, I mean, I even, you know, aside from a superhero movie, I haven't saw a good caper movie in a while.
1: Yeah, and and so there are definitely bits in there that you can feel that, um, that Edgar Wright's script is intact. Like, there are segments where one of the characters is relaying information and he's yes. telling a story of how he knows everything. Yeah, I, and It just makes me wish for the the quick Edgar Wright camera snaps because yep. he does that so well in a lot of his movies where it's like that felt so like
0: him. And I'm glad they kept it and did, it, it felt right. Did I talk to you about that? No. Because like, I was remember, I talked to like two people about that and then a lot of people aren't really big. i right Edgar Wright fans. And I remember going, that part where Anthony Pena, I'm, you can hit spoiler alert. Because oh. it's not a big part, but like, where, where's the button? And it's coming up here. He's gonna hit the button. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! I spoiler alert
1: the spoiler alert. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah,
0: but there's a part where Anthony Pena is basically relaying information, and it's flashing back to like him. this and this and this. Yeah, like this person. This, this person, person said this, person. this. This person said this, and it's everybody. Like it's him, him at, or uh, I guess like at, or uh, mouthing it's it's them mouthing the words but it's his voice coming out
1: and that felt just exactly it's like exactly a, right uh,
0: like that I was like that's totally because they did it twice in the movie and both times I was sitting there I was like I'm so glad that they kept some Edgar Wright stuff in here and I love all the little nods um, like what he was doing, it's like so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, there's some really good, there, it just, it, there's some good jokes in it. I,
1: I, yeah. And, and so credit, credit to Marvel to understand that, like, they had a strong script. And I'm, I'm going to guess, and who the, who the heck am I? Um, you know, we're just sitting in, in, you know, a place in Cleveland near an infinity gauntlet, um, that's awesome, that controls all quarters because it's a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a throwback to an earlier episode. Look at that. Our connected universe of our podcast. Uh, no, like, but, <laughs> The invasion like, of
0: the podcast universe. Yeah,
1: it's our universe. We're setting it up, right? So I feel like um, the, the probably the biggest rub was that they wanted to incorporate it more into the Marvel universe. And I bet you there was a little bit of like, I want to make this its own standalone thing. But Marvel probably was like, we need to have this attached because it may not, I don't think the movie, I think the movie would have been fine. Like, I am big fans of Scott, I'm a big fan of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And that movie did terrible at the box office. Yeah, I like and, Scott Pilgrim and, the world and I love that movie, but it's like, I think they probably were worried that it's going to be too Edgar Wright. And it's going to be too, mm. like, out there. You know, because, I mean, people, his movies are well received. They just don't always do Like gangbusters at the box office. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, Shaun of the Dead was low budget, so it did well. And then Hot Fuzz, I think, did okay. And End of the World, I don't think performed
0: the way they expected it to, you Mm -hmm. know? And I, Shaun of the Dead's still always going to be my favorite one. I I love all those movies. Yeah. I mean, they're great. I can, I can sit down and watch them. I remember I was watching Hot Fuzz like a month ago or two weeks ago or something like that. And like, I was enjoying it. Like, it was the first time I watched it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so they, the, the the big thing I sorry I didn't I mean to to, to, sh- to shut
1: you down there. Um, it, the movie it, it opened number one um, it and but still everyone's kind of like like, oh well, it didn't do as strong as expected, but it's also like the lowest opening Marvel movie and I you know like this is an unknown franchise and I think Guardians is kind of like that was the outlier. Like, cause that movie could have been what it did, or it could have like kind of quietly opened and people mm-hmm. would have liked it, you know. And it could have, but that movie took off, and I think it took off because it was in that power vacuum of August when there's
0: no good movies that come out in that time. I think, I and think plus it's just gonna, a good movie. Yeah, I think you know? Ant Man's going to gain some steam after this first weekend. I hope so. I mean, it, 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 it deserves should. it. It deserves it. It yeah. was it was a good movie. Um, it proves that. It, I mean. I don't want to say Marvel can't fail, but it proves that they can. This was troubled, and it pulled it off. It pulled it off. Like, yeah. it was troubled from production. It was troubled from, I mean, you're taking a very, like, little-known character. <laughs> Pun. Um, uh, I mean, I remember, uh, like, in the comics, like, something happened to Scott Lang, and I remember, like, who's, who's Ant-Man in the movie, uh, Paul Rudd's character. And I remember sitting there going, like, uh, who cares? Yeah, Like, he was just, like, non-influential in the comics, like, in, like, the early 2000s to that point. So, like, to have them make a movie and have it be that successful, too. Um, They also did a really good... I was actually really impressed with Evangeline Lilly in it. Like, I I don't like Evangeline Lilly and a lot of the other things that she's been in, like, Lost, and I didn't like her in The Hobbit. But, like, I liked her as Hope Van Dyne, who... um, she she was a very strong character, which I think is good because I think Marvel needs to have a lot of strong female characters on the screen, and they're working towards that, and I think this is a good first step, especially because of Wasp being who she is.
1: Yeah, and I also like that they they made uh, Hank Pym, like, not just another Tony Stark. Yeah. And he even had, resor- like, well, sorry, we're, that's getting into the yeah. whole thing, but it's like he has his reasons, he has his own motivations and I dug it. Like they mm-hmm. they made him just a little oddball enough. And and Michael Douglas. I mean, you're, you're getting some like legitimate like grade A actors into these movies now. You got Robert Redford, Michael Douglas. It's like they, the people are taking it seriously Anthony now. Anthony Hopkins played Odin. Oh, that's right. For yeah, yeah. sake. Yeah, yeah I, I should have remembered that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but they're getting like good talent in there, and they're and they're taking it seriously, and it's it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. but the, my the what I'll say about the opening on the of the box office though is that. Some people are wanting to, like, you know, say, well, this is Marvel, like, not landing this one. But how many Pixar movies have been put out that um, people have liked but maybe have not done as well as, like, a Cars movie? Like, everyone loves The Incredibles. It did not make that much money in the box office compared to some of the other Pixar movies. I think The Incredibles
0: is probably my favorite Pixar movie.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's, like, that's... uh, Do You look at the money that Cars made and Cars 2 made, you can
0: see why they're spending all that stuff off. And it's just a business decision. I don't think that, like the 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 box office success because I mean it it does in a, in a point because I know I've argued with one of my friends about uh, like a box office success being like how good a, mo- a movie really is but mm-hmm. I mean like like enjoyability like also comes into that even the, with things like Ant Man like I can't say that like you know because Avengers made so much money that it's better than Ant Man well know?
1: yeah I think that um, maybe because Pixar has has laid the groundwork and I'm not saying that the same thing as the whole Marvel Disney marriage but Pixar kind of told Disney, it's like, you know, you guys have not been doing as successful with your, your animated movies. We're going to do our own thing and show you that this is a type of storytelling that's going to resonate. And, 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 all these movies, like they, they, they do their own thing. Like inside Out's a great example that's still making a killing yeah. and it's unique. And it's like, I think them kind of blazing that trail of like, we can still do what we want to do artistically and creatively and still make a good product that people are going to come to probably made the whole, like the Marvel and star Wars, you know the, what's coming yeah you know so i just i'm not worried about it i'm glad it i mean not that i had a personal stake in it it's cool that it opened number one because if a marvel movie opened number two like people would lose their minds and the, and the dc fans would all probably oh they would have jumped all over it like <laughs> yeah. like
0: a bleeding animal they would have been like yeah let's rip it apart yeah so but
1: speaking of movies that open though like um train wreck uh yeah I uh, went that and was saw... the other story we were gonna get to
0: yeah i went and saw train wreck uh, I don't know over the weekend or something like that Saturday um, Saturday. <laughs> I don't remember what they all blur together um, <laughs> No I'm not a big romantic comedy fan Actually And uh, like I actually enjoyed it um, I've, I've watched some of Amy Schumer's um, uh, Show on Comedy mm-hmm. Central um, it, I, I enjoy it For the most part there's a few things That I'm just kind of like it's hit or miss But there's yeah. some, you know she's, she's she's got a pretty good show Um, So I was kind of excited to see it. And I remember, like, they played the trailer during the finals because LeBron James is in it. Um, And and in my opinion, LeBron kind of... I don't want to say he stole the show, but well, that leads to the other story we're going to talk about yeah. here in a second. He did yeah. he did a really good job. I mean, they wrote a lot of his character. He plays himself, but mm-hmm. they he was a character. I mean, it wasn't just him playing himself. They they totally wrote in parts about his character, which made him v- uh, genuinely pretty funny. I mean, he wasn't being goofy or anything like that. That but but he was kind of quirky, and you wouldn't think LeBron James was like that. That's why it was funny.
1: That, well, that's um. So that opened at number three. It did, it did much better than. Um, It was projected for romantic comedy because it's kind of more of a a, you know its own niche, and it's opening against a superhero movie, so it's like counter you know counter
0: programming. The funny Um, thing about it is, sorry, no, no, they she basically she because she wrote it, she basically uses the 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 skeleton of like every romantic comedy, Mm -hmm. like down to she's working at a magazine, and then she like it successfully throws in like. Characters I guess you could say that would definitely be a draw for the male audience because they're gonna get dragged there by their girlfriends yeah because um, John Cena's in it and uh John Cena was very funny in it um I'm not gonna tell you about his character but he has a pretty significant part okay. in the beginning and um this was not something usually when John Cena or anybody in the wWE does any type of movie they plug it all the time on wWE like, yeah they bring in people from the the movie to the to the um the wrestling uh, programs, so that yep. they can promote it. Completely no, like nobody talked about it on any on Raw on SmackDown. Nobody brought up that he was in um, Trainwreck because it's an R-rated movie, and some of the stuff that he says and does is like kind of like like john cena's like audience prime audience would probably be shocked but i i kind of enjoyed it i was like ah, yeah. i'm like I, I do want to see it like um yeah. it's just this this past weekend again was
1: chock full of things like uh it's so yeah. I, the reason i wanted to mention the whole train wreck thing and then we'll get to the the, the part of the weekend that, that joe and i crossed like ships passing in the night um because we don't we don't always hang out all the time but sometimes we run across each other in cars now um stedman yeah peters, peters and then <laughs> glare and walk away no um the with LeBron James, there's rumors now that he signed a deal with Paramount, which that's not the rumor, it's true, and that supposedly there's talks of a second Space Jam movie being made with him and the like, you know, yeah, the the whatever. It's like I, I, you know, I, here's my confession:
0: I've never seen Space Jam, like parts of it. I've never seen it. I've seen parts of it too. Oh, okay. And I know, I know, I know, I know the, the song. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, and it's funny because like I think I have a station uh that i played at work once and that song came on and i'm like oh everybody come out like 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 space jam everybody <laughs> just run out like and everybody's like what
1: I, like, I, I made the joke though i was like either I was like hopefully they get uh matthew delvedo and they and they animate him as a foot taller than he is that'd be great <laughs> or they just give it up and just and make him the tasmanian devil which i know that's not the same country but it's pretty close that that'd be great i yeah. think
0: i think i think delhi would be happy about being the tasmanian <laughs> devil um, so uh, yeah i just i mean i am.
1: Everyone holds LeBron as being like you know the second coming, and he and people always talk about the shadow of Jordan, but it's like, there's that. You I've know? seen
0: a few people on the internet get kind of bent out of shape about him doing Space Man. Spa, ah, space, S- space Man. man. Space Man. LeBron James Space Man. Space Jam 2, uh, because it's sacred to a lot of people, um, and Jordan is very sacred, too, for that movie. But I, whatever. It's I an think, anime movie with an athlete, j- and it's fun, yeah. and it
1: has Warner Brothers characters. Is it really a sacred like that? So like like a
0: thing well, that people, generational. I mean, LeBron is you know th- that younger generation's Michael Jordan. So yeah, that's true. That's perfect. So I just thought
1: that was an interesting story. I saw that today, and I'm like, I it just makes me wonder what they're going to do because I know also in Space Jam they had some other supporting characters. I know Spud Webb was in there. What's Charles your, Barkley, uh, uh, Natalie
0: uh, Dortman. Natalie is it Natalie Dortman Dortmer. Dor- uh, oh, Dor- Dormer from um, Yeah Game of, Thrones. Game of Thrones. She's just going to play Lola Bunny, and they're not even going <laughs> to animate her because she literally looks oh, like Lola.
1: You know, I, I could. You know, I'm fine with that. I've seen a side by side picture, yeah, and it's pretty you know.
0: much. I think that's what she's going for all the time when she's smirking. So but yes, you're not a real rabbit. Stop.
1: <laughs> it, I, you know, well, well, it's the whole thing where like the heart pops out of the chest. It's like you know, yeah, hubba but, hubba hubba. Yeah, yeah I, well, that's fine. I'm I'm cool <laughs> with that. Um, so the reason uh, also I mentioned uh, the train wreck because uh. Because Joe did go see that Saturday at the the Capitol Theater nearby uh, to where we're at our base operations. Um, I was going there that night for a midnight show of Tommy. And we passed each other in the lobby because they, his show was letting out and letting out late. I don't know, like because this movie ran long, and where I was like looking at my watch, like I need to get in there to watch my movie, but dude, just you guys are still in there enjoying a romantic comedy. It went into
0: overtime, but LeBron <laughs> it went fixed into over, it. overtime. <laughs> LeBron LeBron hit one at the buzzer, and then you, it was like everybody can go home. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: was, Cleveland goes home a winner that night. Anyway, so. Um, uh, while we're waiting there, there was pinball machines in the lobby um, from the guys at Super Electric, and and what uh, the reason I'm mentioning that is because they're opening up a parlor just beside the Capitol, and it's going to be a pinball parlor. That's going to be cool. And It's going to be really cool. Uh, Mary and I were there. Playing some of the game, like the two games. One was called Cowpoke, and it was it was this is the first time I ever played a pinball game where as you keep playing, you acquire more. Um, like, more balls. Not not like a multi-ball, but, like, you know, additional plays.
0: Oh, okay. As you, it
1: got really weird, so it's like you'd have, like, a possibility of 10.
0: Usually, it, it's like you... You, you put you, your
1: quarter in, you, and you look at it once you're done.
0: <laughs> it, like, bounces off a bumper, and then it falls down, and you miss it, and it's like, oh, that was one. And you're like... Ow. Well,
1: that was the game to the left of it. Okay. This game called Funland, which I, we we started saying that must stand for F-U inland because, <laughs> like, as an F-U in the land. Because this game, it was an older table, so there was not much in the middle of the field to play. Mm-hmm. So it's like there would be literally times where you're like, I'm going to pull the plunger, I'm going to watch the ball go up, and it's going to go straight down, and that's it. It
0: doesn't touch anything, and I get
1: zero points, and you should feel bad for
0: that. What's your, uh, like, I I've played my fair share of pinballs. What's your favorite pinball? Oh, see, I have... It's, it's gonna either be, um, Starship Troopers. Okay. And I've, I have, i do not think I've
1: ever seen the movie all the way through, but that's a cool table. You've never seen All the Way Through? I've seen parts. Starship Troopers is, is, I mean, it's a classic Verhoeven movie. Yeah. So that's, that's my, uh, that's a nerd confession right there. And then also, um, like the Twilight Zone machine was cool. Twilight Zone was a good one. But there was an NBA one that I liked a lot too because it was like you somehow there was a button in the middle of the machine that you could end up like shooting free throws, quote unquote, like yeah. using the pinballs. And I thought that was really neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So what's My, yours?
0: Mine, it was a good close tie between the Adams family and um, oh, Theater of yeah. Magic.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I remember that Theater one. Theater of Magic was a good one. Yeah. So I
0: used to play it at the arcade uh, up in uh, Midway Mall. And I just, I just always remember getting multi ball. And the guy was always so, multi ball. He's also <laughs> so excited. And you got excited too. And, and I was, was like, "Hey, <laughs> magic! There's more than one ball."
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, Super Electric—they're opening up soon. Um, it was really cool. They're there. Uh, it was really just a fun experience. Tommy is a trip. That's like I forgot everything about that movie, and sitting there and watching it for two hours at midnight—that was um—that was something. I'm glad I'm glad we watched it, but I think I mentally scarred myself somehow. It got it got really weird. But uh not not a lot of pinball in that movie. You'd think there would be a lot of pinball. Not a lot of pinball. No? No. Just like a little bit of like, oh, he's playing a Selton John with really tall shoes. And then later on there's a lot of pinball imagery, but there's not a lot of actual pinball being played. Um it, but the weird thing is that cowpoke game they had in the in the lobby. Yeah
0: was the same type of table that Elton John played in the movie. Uh It was just a different skin. That's what it looked like, because I saw a couple images from Tommy, and then I remember seeing the pictures you posted on Twitter of Cowpoke. Yeah. And I was like, that looks... Is that, the, is that the same machine? Yeah, so, so I thought that was neat. So yeah, there you go. Cool. All, you, all you pinball enthusiasts,
1: that's that's what's going on. So yeah. um, it was a fun, magical evening at the Capitol Theater, as always. Um, so oh, and there's something here Joe doesn't know. I had to tell this is important breaking breaking Whoa. news here. Whoa.
2: 21
1: weeks until Star Wars comes out. Just, uh, <laughs> just want to make sure that you're aware of that. Um, that's that's my countdown, my Star Wars countdown. So if you could just quickly give me a Star Wars fact. Just uh, tie tie fighter uh, stands for twin ion engines. There you go. There's your Star Wars fact for the week. Twenty one weeks to go. That's like get your shopping done now. So I just wanted to make sure that we're aware the Star Wars is coming. So that's that should I think that's going to be it for news. So we, that was a lot of news. Yeah. Um, sorry. Hey, hey, you know we If talk. it is
0: news, I mean it was kind of a review. Um. <laughs> news, review, news review i don't know you guys liked it yeah you know, there
1: was there <laughs> there was an artist that draws thor from kent state that's important
0: that is uh, important.
1: ant-man should make more money so you guys should go see it i'm gonna go see it again and amy schumer is good being amy schumer and lebron james is awesome i guess is yeah you learned from all that and tommy will scar you mentally cool. so all right so um let's go on to the awesome thing coming up next
2: and now for our feature presentation
0: So we did a an inter. Uh, I did an interview with the creator of Jurassic Park, John Hammond. Uh, it's true for DinoCast, which was a lot of fun. But we spared no expense. He, he was hard to work with, so we decided to get somebody who was a little he, he bit easier to work with. He to sit to there to eat
1: ice cream the entire time. He it's did. like, "Come on, Hammond. Yeah, you know, like, people oh, are getting killed out there. I don't care if it's melting. Yeah, <laughs> people are dying." so we we did sit down um to talk to to ryan jones uh he is a developer developer slash co-creator of a mobile game called pie in the sky and it was just fun to talk to somebody who's actually in the business of making games and making entertainment and um i, I think that was we had a, uh, it was interesting and yeah. we had some interesting points to talk about so we're going to go to that so that happened in the past but you guys are hearing it now in the future and then when we get back, uh, we'll we'll discuss, have some cakes, and then we'll go on with the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have uh, Ryan Jones of Salty Croc Entertainment. Um, no, it's Sal- Salty Croc Interactive. Salty not Croc Entertainment. Interactive, yeah. <laughs> uh, Good to be here, yeah. Welcome to Invasion of the Podcast. You are our first uh, interview that we've done, and we appreciate your time. Thanks for being Thank on you. the show. Yeah, uh,
2: thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely.
1: So, like, the, please tell us and the the, the many uh, people that listen to our our wonderful show, what is Pie in the Sky?
2: So, Pie in the Sky is a, uh, is a mobile action game that's out uh, right now for, for iOS and Android. And uh, you play a gentleman or woman, whatever you prefer, uh, who is delivering pizzas in outer space. Uh, you dodge some obstacles, uh, asteroids, other cars, and then you fling pizzas at high speeds at uh, at houses and monsters and other things. Is this based on true events? <laughs> yeah, you know, I wanted to aim for historical accuracy. You know, there actually is giant enemy crab as a topping that you can put on your pizza. I, mm. sidebar.
1: I, I would try that
0: <laughs> giant enemy crab.
1: <laughs> so, um, this is uh, your your guys's first um, first game. When I say you guys, I know it's you, and I know um, Nathan is the artist. So, are yeah, you guys Nathan still- is a okay.
2: great artist. Uh, it is our first our first title as a as a little indie outfit. Hopefully, not the last. Uh, we want to keep doing this for sure.
1: So what was the the genesis of the idea of pie in the sky?
2: So it actually sort of just started off as a little experiment that I was doing off the side when I was uh, working for another company, just sort of seeing if I could do tilt control in a way that, that, that didn't suck. <laughs> I know a lot of people, a lot of, uh, People think that tilt control, you know, it gets a bad rap, and I think rightfully so in some cases because, because of the way it's handled in a lot of games. But then there are a few games out there that I saw, like uh, ridiculous fishing comes to mind, that were that seem to be doing a little bit better. So I decided I just took a couple days and said I'm going to try this out. And uh, once it felt really, really good, I thought, okay, there's an idea here. Uh, what can I build up around this? And I, I don't actually remember where the delivering pizza in space concept initially came from. I think I just thought it would be hilarious to think, like, what if, you know, people in space, they, they're they going to be lazy just like us, right? They they, <laughs> they don't want to have to cook when they're, you know, driving their space cars everywhere. So uh, from it's there, true. things like, um, things sort of like the, the retro 80s kind of look of the game kind of came out of Nathan's art style and, and then some of the work he did there and then kind of just came about organically from there.
0: Okay, so. Um, I got a really, yeah. I got a really uh, paperboy vibe from it when i played it oh yeah absolutely when you got to the delivery of the pizzas it totally felt like paperboy yeah. but in space now you said oh yeah
2: that was definitely an inspiration for sure
0: like with the tilt control i was wondering like that's interesting because <clears throat> like did you use a specific like device with a certain accelerometer to like gauge it because i know a lot of devices can have different accelerometers and, and calibration.
2: yeah so so I, I mean i was basically just testing on my my personal iphone really when i was when i was trying it out initially. Uh, and I found that it's, it's pretty consistent across all devices. There's a few few adjustments you have to make when you're talking about big screens like an iPad, right? Because you're, you know, you're going to be using two hands at that point instead of one. But, uh, I mean, without getting too technical about it, a lot of times what these games will do is, you know, you tilt in one direction and it starts to accelerate you that way. And you have to, like, constantly be centering yourself to stop yourself from accelerating. So you're constantly, like, snapping your hand back into place. Mm. whereas with pie in the sky it's actually sort of mapping your movements on screen to the amount that you're tilting either way so if you are holding your phone just straight up you're you're in the middle of the screen all the time so you don't have to be snapping constantly
1: that's true like i i play the game i enjoy the game like i i am i will admit that first up i'm not one of the big like um like smaller like app games for the phones because i well I, i don't know it's just uh you you do like the words with friends, you do stuff like that. It just, it's, I'm, I'm more like a sit down gamer as opposed to using my phone. But, but like my girlfriend uses her phone and plays a gazillion games. But with this one, I did like that, you know, it does feel more reactionary to how you actually hold the phone. So that way you like, you can be, I don't know, like, um, there's times where it starts really speeding up and you feel like it's actually reacting to your moves as opposed to you having to learn how to control it.
0: Yeah.
2: That was really important to get right. Almost. I mean, from those first few weeks throughout the rest of the development, the movement stuff didn't really change at all. And that was, that was by design because you know, once you, once you get something like that, you have to kind of build everything else to support that. And you, you can't go mucking around with it at that point.
1: Well, yeah, that was going to be um, one of the questions I was going to ask you about like um, finding that sweet spot and also trying to find the balance of like, um, like scratching that itch and finding that fun. Cause uh, a lot of games, especially for like mobile are very much about like the quick experience that you can come back to over and over again as opposed to like pouring a lot of time into it, even though I think there are, right. probably are some strategy games, but I really haven't gotten to a, a lot of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all about playing to the strength of, of the platform, right? And, uh, and I mean, I had some experience building mobile games uh, in the past, so I, I, I thought it was a good jumping-off point to work on a mobile game. And, yeah, those mobile games, like you said, they're great for those bite-sized experiences, right? You know, you're waiting for the bus or... You're using the washroom or something. You've got a couple minutes to kill. You want to pull out your phone and play something bite-sized and and still fun uh, without taking up, like, all your afternoon.
0: Yeah, I think that's, like, a lot of mobile games, that hits a nail on the head because it's either either kind of a quick, you know, like you said, waiting for the bus where you've got, like, five, ten minutes to play a game and you can't devote a lot of time to it, or uh, it's like a... Uh, a time sync, like a Clash of Clans type thing. Oh, with a refresh. With yeah. a refresh, <laughs> right. yeah. So you can you can stop and look at the refresh, you know, and play it technically for about five minutes, and then let it go back to its refresh, and then you're kind of done with it. So yeah, you yeah. don't see too many um, people mobile gaming doing like a like an Assassin's Creed marathon or anything <laughs> like that.
2: No, no. Which makes it it's weird when you see things like, um, but then you have you know outliers like Minecraft or the Five Nights at Freddy's games that. That just sell like crazy, and and they're definitely, I mean, I, I think they just sell like crazy anywhere you put them, no matter what yeah. platform yeah. you're
1: on. So then uh, that leads to another question because Joe brought up uh, Clash of the Clans, and I know like a lot of um, different games follow that model of like, re- like um, you know, you have to wait for things to reset, or you can mm-hmm. pay for it. Yeah. Um, I know in your game you do have some micro transactions. There is some stuff that does help with with gameplay in terms of like stat accumulation as opposed to affecting gameplay itself, and then I know you have some cosmetic items. Sure, yeah. Like, what's your your approach in terms of, like, the microtransaction versus, like, presenting, like, an enjoyable experience up front?
2: It's, I mean, it's a difficult balance, because before, before, you know, starting uh, Salty Croc, I I, I actually worked on a lot of, some of the more, I'd say, traditional free-to-play games. And I definitely, you know, I I made sure going in, I didn't want to, Game to be like that that I was making. Um, I wanted to make sure that if you paid the price for the game, that you're getting the full experience. Everything is balanced for that price. the The free to play stuff is really just a tip jar. Is the way sort of we approached it. Is you know if you have more more money than time, then we have a, a tip doubler that'll make you earn you know stuff for persistent rewards faster. But then otherwise, like you said, it's mostly mostly cosmetic. Um, you know, you do get some stat bonuses on some stuff, but you get that through gameplay right out of the gate anyway, and it's all comparable.
1: Well, yeah, because I know, like, what was it? I, I, I was talking to Joe about this a few weeks ago. Like, I finally sat down and played uh, Shadow of Mordor, and um, a lot of what they were giving you as add-ons always felt like to me, like, you've just stripped parts out of the basic game that we've had for years, and you're just adding it, and you got to pay money for it, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way.
0: I think... EA does that quite a bit, like, <laughs> yeah. and that model is is transitioning into a lot more console games and PC games. Where, and I've seen a lot of things on the internet just poking fun or being upset about the fact that you will buy a game and then it's like fifty DLCs to get the full experience. Whereas, like um, what like Ryan was saying, like it's awesome to pay for a game and then if you wants it like a tip jar where you can i think like skins and things like that Mm -hmm. like if you've got money to burn and you want batman to look like adam west and arkham (laughs) knight then you know five bucks and 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 it just enhances your game experience it doesn't make the gameplay different or the story different but you get to see something cooler
2: Mm -hmm. it definitely feels i think it feels more egregious when it's like a 60 dollar retail title right you know you've already plumped down a lot of money for this game and you want to feel like you're getting the the complete unaltered experience so i could definitely i can definitely relate there or you could
1: just buy more red bull and keep drinking that to increase oh, your character game yeah Get the, what the codes with destiny codes? isn't that the whole thing like they're tying it into red
0: bull i don't now? know oh. tying into, i yeah i'm bad at the commercial. that seems pretty
2: yeah i mean i was i saw that that seems a little tone deaf if you ask me i mean
0: <laughs> so um
1: you you said that the, that that nathan his art style is more um like in line with like this the sci-fi space theme, which I the moment you you showed me the game, I saw the art style, and I was like, I can get behind this, and I love it. It's mm-hmm. like it's just like every, like it's like the the trapper keeper of my dreams. It's like that <laughs> that like the neon skyline, and it's just it's so cool.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean Nathan, he, he's a great artist, and he he came to this. He had a had a piece of art that he had done already. It was like a a top-down car chase of just, like, this neon 80s, you know, Miami sports car being chased by helicopters and police cars. Like, that is the coolest thing. And I kind of clung to that. And, and it stuck with the neon colors and this this idea that, yeah, we're <laughs> we're coming at it as in terms of this is the future that the 1980s thought would happen. Yes. Right? I like that. Uh, yeah, That's I my like, favorite
0: future. <laughs> I like that there's different futures and different, like, eras of like the the 60s 70s and 80s and 90s
2: yeah
1: it's just like well that's the future of 30 years ago (laughs) yeah i wonder
2: what's the future now i mean i don't don't even know what they're i think it's a lot of lens flare it's a lot of yeah it's a lot of (laughs) lens
1: flare yeah (laughs) it does make me wonder though because i think that we always end up getting a, a lot horribly wrong but then we end up like tripping across things that we had well before that point. Mm-hmm. We'll never get flying cars. Well, at least maybe not in my lifetime. And if we did, they'd deliver pizza. That's exactly what would happen to it them. better. <laughs>
0: I mean, pizza is one of those things that you need as, as much speed and utility that you can to get it to somebody. So pizza is timeless.
1: With um that 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 reminds me this is something. And so in the game with the like the the paperboy sections where you maybe I shouldn't uh, like say like that game like the other game, but the paperboy delivery sections they they say different things like um so did you write all of those, or was it kind of like, uh, did you get some ideas from people? Because some of the stuff that I, the people say are really funny.
2: I just wrote all of them. I, it actually gets more and more ridiculous <laughs> the further and further you get into space. Like They they start off by sort of just saying standard issue kind of 80s slang words, but then I just sort of looked at those words and said, what, what sounds like that? What sounds like gnarly? Narwhal. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that.
1: Uh, that's what I was going to ask you about was the Narwhal. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. And I enjoy that, like, there's a sometimes random aliens outside. They're like, "Thanks for the pizza." It's like, well, you know, pizza's universal. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I like that that message. Yeah, too. I think
2: I think you know, there's a randomizer for the for your, your pizzeria's uh, motto, and one of them is just like, "It's Earth's, Earth's finest export," and it's it's true. <laughs>
1: um, so then, how did you um, come across uh, Black Eagle to do the music for the game? Which so
2: that's a that's actually a funny story. Like, um, just out of the blue a friend of mine posted a piece of music that, uh, that just immediately spoke to me. I'd never heard of this, this style of music. It's called, uh, synth wave, which is in a sense, in essence, um, you know, music from the eighties, the future of the eighties. And so I actually went on, I found their subreddit and posted there saying, Hey, I'm making this game. Uh, it's in this style. Here's some art. Is anyone interested in doing some music for this? And, uh, and these these two really talented guys uh, who who go by Black Eagle contacted me and and agreed to do the music for the game and I, I thought it just turned out they they just hit it out of the park with the with the style.
1: Oh, it's one. Like, yeah. I mean, I the game is enjoyable and I, I played a lot, but the soundtrack is like the moment like I put my headphones in and just heard that like in full stereo that just I was like this is the greatest thing that's ever existed like it just everything clicked. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I enjoyed that and then I ended up buying um the soundtrack which is like. Five songs, and it's like it's like five bucks on SoundCloud. I'm like, yeah,
0: I'll buy that. I can't remember if I told you or I told somebody else. Like when I was listening to the the one uh, song that you had sent me, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is this makes me feel like I'm in Blade Runner.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, and I think people ignore.
1: that. I think that's a really important part of of any experience is getting that that sound down. And I think that like that's like almost I couldn't imagine a better pairing with that.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so so impressed and happy with the the work they did there. It feels like, it feels like it was just born out of the same mind, you know. Just
1: yeah, absolutely. Just
2: like, yes, yes. This, this is this is the music that this game needs, and it just it just I think elevates it, and I can't, I can't. You know, I can't say enough about about the work they did on it, and and everyone should go buy their soundtrack because they're awesome guys.
1: Yeah, and well, and, and buy your game as well. So it's like the soundtrack's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you should buy the, the game. compilation. Yeah, you want it all together. You know, it's like don't just buy the movie soundtrack. Well, buy the movie. You know, that's a <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, question. Then this is an important science question. Um, okay. We now have pictures of Pluto. <laughs> is Pluto going to be added as a download content for High uh, in the Sky?
2: That is a great question. I think that uh, I think that there needs to be more love for Pluto and its, it's and little heart shaped mass.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was an odd thing to find. Like yeah. it was just like yeah, it's been out there forever. We didn't even know. Like yeah. it has a birthmark, hmm. a really Pluto large has birthmark. Loved you all along. <laughs> um, so um, I, another question I had um, just real real quickly here, and this is more. I'm just interested because someone who develops games. I'm just interested with this quote that I got from. Uh, um, I'm going to mess with the guy's name again, uh, uh, Randy um, Pitchford of Gearbox. Uh, so there was all this hullabaloo about Colonial Marines when it came out and that the game just stunk, but there's a lot of argument about where the money went and development and all this stuff. And sure. he said recently, um, and I quote, I understand that there's some people that didn't enjoy it, and I'm very sorry about that. That's the nature of entertainment. So my favorite bands who've made some of the songs I think are best in the world have other songs on B sides that I do- completely don't care for. It's going to happen, so I don't know what to say. He's comparing Alien Colonial Marines to a B side that didn't quite work out, but this is like millions of dollars spent on a B side.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. From what I gathered, I mean, I didn't play Colonial Marines. I know I read enough reviews and enough people told me like, they stay away from it. It's spoiled milk, but like i I don't really think it was the fact that it was like just like just a bad game in general. There were a lot of bugs with that, wouldn't there? I mean
2: yeah but... that was my understanding and and, and I know you know it had a from what I know about it it had sort of a troubled development for sure but uh, speaking as a developer, I know it's definitely easy to when you're putting in their case years of your life into a project it's easy to get really close to it and and maybe not be able to necessarily see the wire, see you with a wider lens yeah. you know and um
1: but like how do you feel about the, the dismissal though of this like not dismissal is probably not the right word to use but how i was just like you know not every band like makes every single song but it's like i, I think that like um I, that's like saying like well we put out like a dud album but it took three years to develop and i don't know what to tell you about that it, it, it seems very like he's almost putting it like in a dark corner being like well that didn't work out what can i say and it's like that's true but that just—it's just one of those things where I think comparing, like a game that could have almost been a triple A title, like had it like been handled because it's a—it's known property, people were excited for it, and mm-hmm. just to be like, kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, I don't know what to tell you about that. I just I—I'm curious from like that that standpoint of like, um, I don't I don't know how I'd feel. Oh. Ab-
0: I think he probably was just maybe trying to take the high road, like you know Ryan was saying, like the developers they get invested in the, the you know what they're working on. And then to see something like that happen with the game, or even the way that the public accepts it, um, like when I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago about uh, Josh Trank tweeting about Fantastic Four, like a lot of people are coming after him. The movie's not even out yet, but they're just really beating the movie up. Yeah, and he I guess was, that's fair. you know, he's a good director, and it's like, it's like, what do you do to just not lash back at a lot of internet trolls? I guess, and and like take the high road. Like, what type of like response do you give? And I and like, the guy from Gearbox, I mean, yeah, What the way that you read it out loud, you know, if that was just kind of like a very, like a, like a corporate answer, I could see that. But I'm, I'm sure somewhere in there, like, you know, that guy's, you know, pretty hurt that that happened. And, you know, I, I can kind of mm-hmm. see where he's coming from.
2: Yeah, the, the internet hate machine is definitely strong and <laughs> oh often, unfa- often a little too harsh for its own good. But, I mean, he's in a difficult position, right? He's got a lot of master's he's he's got a team no doubt that a lot of these people worked on colonial marines and he's got to think about their morale too which is another thing but you know first and foremost obviously when you when you're speaking to the press like that you you answer to the consumer and it might be a little you know it might be a little bit reductive to say oh it's just like a b-side but it's it's kind of it's kind of refreshing to say hey you know Yes, some people weren't happy with it. Maybe more than some, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're trying to we're trying to move on. You know we want to put out this next the next number one hit. To use the same sort of metaphor, and I don't really know how else you can sort of respond to something that's that's poorly received when when you're the one making it, other than to sort of say, you know, yeah, it wasn't as good as it could be, it could have been. You know, obviously he can't get into a lot of all the reasons because I'm sure there's a lot of business reasons. And believe yeah. me, people, people out there listening, people who are developing games, they, they know when the game they're developing is not good. Like they're <laughs> under no, they're under no illusions that they're working yeah. on something that is, you know, you know, Especially a 90 plus
0: with deadlines and stuff. Yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah. Um, so then speaking of things, not meeting expectations, um, pixels, the movie's coming out this weekend. Um, and that should be one of those movies that I should be excited to go see, but everything I've been seeing about it is not good. And so my question to you, Ryan, is do you think there's ever going to be a good video game movie? And if there, if you think there has been one, please let us know what that is because I don't think Pixel's going to be yeah, the one. Yeah, you
2: know, there is a good video game movie. It's called The Metal Gear Franchise. No, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I think it's possible. I mean, it's all about the properties, right? Like there's good movies based on books, bad movies based on books. It just I feel like Hollywood doesn't necessarily respect video games and still obviously still doesn't judging by you know how pixels is shaping up to look which is kind of unfortunate but then you hear some slightly more positive buzz about the about the Warcraft movie for instance and, and it fills you with a little bit of hope that maybe you know maybe people are starting to a generation is starting to come up that has a little bit more respect for the medium I
0: think we need that that Iron Man uh, video game movie. You know what I mean? Like, superhero movies are oh, the, the same Oh, the one that light. pushes it over the hump like the Iron one, Man did for yeah, comic books. Yeah, okay. like, because, I mean, there were a lot of, like, comic book movies, and they were always regarded as comic book movies, and I don't want to say maybe Iron Man was what it was, but, I mean, honestly, after Iron Man, that just kind of, like, skyrocketed Marvel Cinematic uh, Studios, and I think we haven't... I can't think of any video game movies that really kind of blown me away. I know as a fan... I've gone and seen a lot, and I know there are some that I like. The source material. Do you
1: think the the Dwayne Johnson produced Rampage is going to be that movie that pushes? It probably could be, as long as <laughs> well, you know. I do not even know about that one. You didn't hear about that? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Yeah, I just, I, I okay. my, my only thought is, is like, as long as there is a point in which a large monster punches into a building and pulls a toilet out and eats it, that's really what I need to see. And then spits fire. And, and spits fire. <laughs> that that's what I need to see from my Rampage movie. <laughs> or when they, or, or whenever they finally defeat the monsters, they turn into like naked people and they cover their private yeah, parts and walk like, away. Is, is, walk, walk is the away.
2: Rock? Is, is he play one of the monsters? Like, how does <laughs> that even work? I, I, I don't know. That'd be interesting.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I know that <laughs> yeah. like um, since San Andreas came out, he's like, look, I survived a broken city. I guess I can break one of my own. I, I don't know if that's really <laughs> what the thought process is, but that's that's a movie coming. I don't know what's going to do. I
2: mean, it's it's just this this long history that has has built up this expectation. I think. That they have to suck, and I think I think what you said was was definitely right. That you need that sort of Iron Man moment where people can wake up and say, "Oh, these these can actually be really good movies in their own right." That you know, irrespective of your knowledge of video games, like just just the way that you didn't need to know, you know, you don't need to know much about the Marvel comic uh, franchises to appreciate the films.
1: Yeah, I, I need I need a, like a hardcore Dig Dug movie is really what I need. Yeah, just or any, burger I, time. Burger yeah, time bur, burger time the movie. To. Yeah, that's I need those two. Um, so
0: getting chased by an egg,
1: or or Pie in the Sky the movie. That's what I. That's what we need is a like a Pie in the Sky movie, and it'll just be space pizza delivery hijinks for two hours.
2: Yeah, they they sort of they sort of already did that with with Kung Fury. I feel like they were kind of channeling the same. The, the you, same vibe we were going for, for sure.
1: That's true, uh, but it's like, and also the soundtracks are both awesome, and it's yeah. like, so, so you're right. I think that would be a good comparison, but,
0: but I think Pie in the Sky could be a sci-fi, like only like sci-fi genre, whereas Kung Fury's more of the, the eighties yeah. buddy cop kind of yeah, b- buddy cop, dinosaur cop, dinosaur fighting cop. fighting Hitler, uh, a Valkyries, yeah,
2: <laughs> like the last, like the last Starfighter, but instead he's being recruited by like. Dominoes in space or something. Yes, yes. that's the movie right exactly there. Right. That
1: that would be perfect. I would love that. <laughs> so, um, so what's next on the horizon for you guys?
2: So, actually, right now we're just supporting uh, Pie in the Sky. We got we have a big, a relatively large update coming in the near-ish future. I don't want to promise any dates, but uh, we're going to be adding a few um, a few new abilities and stuff for people who who played the game a little while. We've, we're we're monkeying around with a few few new things that uh, we think are going to be pretty neat of the game
1: that's cool and are you are you playing anything right now uh, i mean aside from pie in the sky
2: well it... oh man i'm playing a lot of rocket league
0: i've heard rocket league's getting pretty big oh
2: my goodness that is that is a well-designed piece of entertainment right there I, just yeah. simple good fun
1: I, i've had people tell me about it i just um i know my, my one buddy has his own playstation he's just like you got to get this i'm like my playstation plus expired and it's hard it's hard for me <laughs> to throw 60 down oh, and then man. spend more on top of it
2: It's almost. I would say it's almost worth it just for just for that and the fact that it's still free for a little while. Like it is that good. It is just. It's one of those games where it's like, oh, I just want to play one more game, and then it's it's three in the morning, and you're like, crap.
0: Those are the best games. Well, and I know Joe Joe's
1: (laughs) been playing um, Heroes of the Storm like crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a. Big Blizzard fanatic though, so I mean, any pretty much anything they do, like a new season of Diablo Three starts, and I'm just like squirrel. <laughs> like, so yeah,
2: I did. I did try Heroes of the Storm. I, I, you know, I I did enjoy it. I just can't really get into MOBAs just because there's a certain there's a certain time commitment there. You know, you're kind of locked in for twenty to thirty minutes usually. That's yeah.
0: yeah that's how my attention. I don't want to say my attention span, but that's how like you know because I played Call of Duty. For a couple of years, and and it would just literally, I'd be like, okay, I got an hour before I gotta go to bed, or something like that. And I'm like, I'll just do a couple of matches and then go to bed.
2: Yeah. Like so. there was a time when I could devote several hours at a time to, say, for instance, raiding in World of Warcraft. But, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. Those days are are for better or for worse. I watched that
0: slowly slip away with uh, what was it, the Star Wars one, the the Old Republic? Yeah. Like because I was that was towards the 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 steady decline off of WoW from my MMO days, and I was just like, I love Star Wars and I love MMOs. I'm like, I'm gonna jump right back into this, and it was like I couldn't raid, like it was kind of hard to get the schedule in there. And
2: then like being
1: a grown up sometimes cuts into
2: the
0: video games, yeah, yeah.
2: So that that game was like your the video game equivalent of like methadone for you, yeah, (laughs) easing you off of the drug.
0: Kind of. Well, I mean, it was a great game, but it was just like I started to slowly realize my reality of it. I'm like, I can't sit in a dungeon for f- over six hours, guys. Like,
1: Yeah. I mean, just the whole having jobs and paying bills that kind of catches up to you. Or, you know, or in your case, having a family. I'm sure there's a lot of commitments involved with uh, raising a, yeah, another human yeah. being, you know? So that,
2: not surprisingly, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Ryan, we really super appreciate you talking to us. Um and we're going to do some big shout-outs here. So it's pie in the sky. Um, it's available for Android and um, and for
0: uh, I, iOS, Apple. I don't know. Jeff, like Paul's right? the iOS guy. I'm the Android guy. I, I know it's yeah. $3 on Android. How much is it on? I think it's $3 as well. Three? Okay. I we actually, sorry,
2: just uh, breaking news, we've just done a price cut on it. Oh. oh, yeah! It's now, uh, it's now, it's now a dollar ninety nine on both platforms. Well, Uh-oh. breaking
1: news! Look at that. We're you heard it here first on the page of the podcast? Yeah, a dollar off deals, a dollar sales. Off. <laughs> tell, tell them that we sent you, and you get a dollar off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or don't. You'll still get a dollar off. <laughs> 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 All right.
1: Well, again, we thank you for the time, and um, I really enjoy the game. And um, hopefully, maybe in the future, we'll have you on again to talk about more video game stuff. Oh, because thanks, we dude. always, yeah, that, we'd and,
2: love
0: to have
1: you on again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: This has been a blast. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. And that was uh, our, our wonderful interview with Ryan. So thanks again to Ryan for taking time to talk to us. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I, I like that um, he we were able to get a little bit more into, like as
0: opposed to games are cool. We like games. You know, and a lot of people, I mean, I know, um, some really hardcore gamers definitely get into the development process and, uh, you know, a lot of like, I know Bungie's really big about the dev community working with the players, but, um, from a mobile game, uh, point of view, I mean, there's, there's so many different games out there that people don't know how they get made and and they just kind of download them because I, I mean, like we were talking about on, on the interview with Ryan, like. You spend five, ten minutes playing this game, and you almost uh, have the attention span thinking about downloading it, too. I know a lot of times like I'm like, I need something to do. I'm going to get a new game for my phone. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, this one pops up, and you you look at the reviews, you look at the pictures, and you're just like, I'm going to download it and, and try it out.
1: Yeah. So, again, like as we found out with breaking news, uh, that's now available for $2 on your uh, marketplaces. So yes. go get it and deliver some pizzas in space. So that was fun. And now it's time for for me to take some medicine. So um, I had I volunteered myself because um, I know the last time we did the Wheel of Death, uh, Joe was uh, none too happy with the movie. I have he a permanent injury from it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. You,
1: just, you don't see the limp all the time, but it's like later in the day, if it's like starting to like threatening rain, just, it comes back, and you yeah. just know it's that
0: uh, 40 days of... Uh, four, 40 days and nights. 40 days and nights, yeah, something like that. So Oddly enough, the rain does make it <laughs> <end> up. <laughs> I start to have these flashbacks of sitting on my couch just like... Anytime you see two of, two of animals, two yeah. of each
1: animal, you're like, no! Uh, Bees, don't hide in a damn cave. <laughs> ah. So so Joe, has, he's a little
0: shell-shocked right now and will not uh, commit to the wheel of death. <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll get him back. So I'll get back on the wheel, don't worry. I, I, I'm going to go to a sports doctor and get it looked at. So, so I figured
1: the, 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 the twist this time on the wheel of death isn't so much. I call it the Netflix wheel of death. Cause we, we will, we will use that for the majority of the things that we do here. However, um, I know I'm very opinionated and I get very angry about things. I don't like, um, <laughs> it's cause we're old. <laughs> yeah. You know, get off, get off my lawn. I don't, I don't really have a lawn, but get off it anyway. Um, so what I submitted to Facebook, and, and and my friends were super helpful with this, was to to find things that that they know that I would hate. That I, I will watch something that I, I will hate. But the challenge here is to only say good things about it. So the next time we come back, next episode, whatever it is, they end up. Um, I'm gonna gorge you too to say bad things. <laughs> you're gonna try to trick me to say something yeah. bad. Okay, I don't know how long it will fly, but I'll try to say nothing but positive <laughs> things about whatever it is that I have to watch. All right. So what? What? Like so? Give me. Give me okay. six. Six terrible things. So the here.
0: six terrible movies we have: Batman and Robin, and uh, Twilight. Yeah. Um, four episodes of My Little Pony. Pony, friendship is magic. Which I
1: don't know. I've had people that like that. I just, I don't think I'd be one of them, though. You're
0: going to get turned into a brony watch. (laughs) Next episode, I'll be wearing full horse outfit. Yeah, you're going to be like, Joe, look, I need to tell you, like, I just, I think we should probably just do a brony podcast from
1: now on. Joe, my name is now, um, you know... (laughs) twinkle star twinkle, or, or Starlight like, twinkle
0: yeah um you know i would like to mullet make, comet i don't I know what like, my pony name my brody name would be <laughs> when we're on the air please just call me mullet comet please yeah that's can, uh can you please that's I identify
1: myself now it's my inner equine
0: um see that's a horse that, thing i knew that <laughs> zombie zomb, zombie beavers which are about zombie beavers uh Poltergeist, which is about, about a possessed a chicken, possessed chicken. Of, yeah, I, I don't know tur- tur- turkey. Yeah, I don't know. And then the classic Adam Sandler film, Jack and Jill. Okay, so that's the other thing too is that if people
1: were listening, like, oh, wait, there was a lot of other stuff suggested. It's true. I, I, I gave Joe like he is the 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 one driving the punishment right now. He could call an audible. He put in Jack and Jill. Yeah, I, I did not. You know, I did not put that in. I felt
0: there. like Adam Sandler movies needed to be on there because Pixels is coming out. Yeah, so. Um, I'm probably not going to go see that
1: yeah, unless it's on the wheel of death. I already
0: I heard a couple of things. It's not getting stellar reviews.
1: No. But. So yeah. So anyway, um, it, like I know we need to spin the wheel, um, aka uh, have something that can randomly choose a number here for me, and we'll we'll find out what my what my pun- punishment is going to be. So here's this big wheel that we totally have here. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy.
0: Stop. <laughs> I was, was waiting for like uh, one more. I know, I was like... Is there one more? Uh, yeah. Jack and Jill.
1: Oh, man. Okay, I guess I'll watch it. Um, Mary will be happy. I'm sure she'll end up finding it funny because like, uh, she enjoys these comedies that kind of are
0: you know, easy to forget and move on. I Because uh, you know, I'll force her to make her watch that with me. I remember... I remember going to see some movie when that movie was coming out, and the trailer was, like, attached to it in the beginning. And I was sitting in the theater, like, just quietly, like, stewing, waiting for the trailer to be over. And there was this woman sitting in front of me that was just legitimately laughing out loud at like the scenes where she's like stuck on the sea do or something like that. <laughs> and I just wanted to just stand up and just like smack her nachos <laughs> out of her hand. Like, shut up. You're the reason why we have not nice
1: things Don't all the time. Encourage him. She'll be there day one to watch Uh, Kevin James as, as the president of the United States and pixels. Paul Bart, Paul Blart Four. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, okay. I'll watch Jack and Jill. Um, I may I may have to ask Joe to help me in acquiring a copy because I mean if, if I'm going to watch it, he has to help me find it. And, All right, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Could, do I have to watch like the prequel Jack before I can watch this one? No, Are they, I... they're separate movies. It's not a connected Sandler universe
0: <laughs> where there's Jack and then Jill, and I got to like, watch this. Like twenty eight was it twenty eight weeks later, or is it with the Sandra Bullock one and the the zombie one?
1: Oh yeah, it was like no, it was twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks. No, twenty eight weeks. It was twenty eight days. Was yeah. the Sandra Bullock one? And then, 28 and then days twenty eight days later. Days later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I didn't watch that prequel to that. So uh, anyway, um, we'll see how that turns out. I'm sure I'll have wonderful, good things to say about Jack and Jill. Absolutely. Uh, please follow us on on the Twitter. It's Invading Podcast. Uh, our Facebook page, uh, Invasion of the Podcast. Our Gmail is invadingpodcast@gmail um please interact with us like uh like and also a special th- thanks again to ryan um and uh salty croc interactive it's pie in the sky
0: you can find that on marketplaces ios and android um it's 199 right now yeah and definitely check um, it out the soundtrack to that is just badass Um, so you can look up uh to give uh, you yeah, yeah we played the soundtrack at the beginning of the interview and the end there a little yeah. bit to give you a little bit of a taste it, it's it's pretty cool like it's something that I think I des- definitely would find myself li- listening to. Uh, I was if, today if was in my car, just driving yeah. around.
1: I mean, I didn't deliver any pizzas, nor did I fly in space, but I totally felt like I was going to. <laughs> so um, but that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and um, I I'm sh- I don't know what we're going to do next week, but we'll find something fun to do other than me talk about Jack and Jill and say good things. Yeah. So, all right, Till then, next time. See you guys next week.